0: What's up, folks? Welcome to All The Small Things, a podcast hosted by me, Miguel, at Smalls26.2. Today, my guest is Tempo with Jess. And you guys guessed it, Dr. Jess Mena is my first guest. We hosted a QA and a and pro tips, uh, little seminar on Instagram Live at the beginning of the year. And at the end of this uh, recording, Jess actually presented the idea that I should have my own podcast and invite the community and have people on here. Um, And my reaction was, no way. But here we are. We're recording the first episode. Um, I missed the opportunity to really capture her story, uh, her path to where she's at with running, something that I really wanted uh, to record. Um, But I'm glad that that it went the way that it that it went. It feels to me very organic. Um, maybe a little bit of structure would have helped, but it's perfect for it being the first one. Um, the audio is pretty clear, uh, which I'm pretty impressed by. And uh, we only had one little hiccup where we lost connection, but um, I was able to merge it together. And I'm pretty impressed on that, but um, yeah. It's super casual, a uh, pretty open conversation that I had with her. And there's a couple cool things in there. Uh, some of it does circle back around. And uh, I like that it was just like a, a real cool conversation. Um, we talked about some pretty random things. Um and we gave shout-outs and credit to where credit is due. <laughs> you guys will you, you guys will listen in and, and, and see for yourself. Um well without further ado, this is the conversation I had with Dr. Jess Mena, um Dr. Physical Therapy and Running Coach. So here we go. All the small things, episode one, guess one. Yay! So today is global running day. It's it's a day for for everybody, everybody that could get out there and and run. How Mm -hmm. How did you celebrate today?
1: I actually took the day off today from work, like last year and the year before that, I hadn't done that. And every global running day I had major FOMO. So this year I requested it off. So I... Woke up, went for a run and did my workout today. And I'm gonna run a few more later on with our local run club and hit the trails and you know, just do as much running as I can today, take advantage of it. So so far it's been good.
0: Dang, been you're awesome. on beast mode. Did I see that you did twelve <laughs> miles today? Yeah, All
1: I have a twelve mile <laughs> workout and then and then um what one of my goals a long time ago was I'm gonna run like like a sixty miler on global running day but I'm in the middle of a uh, training season for a race so my coach was like yeah you can't don't do that and I knew better so maybe next year but yeah today I ran my my workout and uh, we're probably gonna hit five miles this afternoon um up on the trail so that'll be fun I'll have a nice long uh long day of miles it's gonna be awesome
0: that's sick that's sick yeah so are you, I assume you're doing like an ultra or a marathon what are you yeah, for?
1: I, have, I haven't I have really told anybody, um, but I'm doing Shoreline Ooh. Marathon in July, July 18th. So it's up in Ventura, and it's really my last shot to BQ. My last two marathons have not really gone anywhere near planned, um, and it's been a good learning experience regardless of, of maybe my performance not being what I expected, just how hard I've been training for the last year, I think. Um, I know I have it in there so I feel pretty confident um, and I'm really looking forward to this race and then hopefully I can be so I can run Boston next year again yeah that's the plan
0: awesome yeah so last time that you tried to be was at Boston right and you ran yeah. that one with uh with COVID
1: yeah you so I, sick. <laughs> I I had no idea I had COVID it was crazy so I mean, you know how hard we all train for a marathon. So I was hitting my splits. I had done like a long workout and I'm like, oh dude, I'm gonna hit, I'm gonna hit this goal. And I think it was around miles sixteen, fifteen. I remember telling myself, like, I must be running really fast because I feel really, really like winded. And so I looked at my watch and I was supposed to be running like seven twenty pace and I was like at eight fifty pace. And I, I thought to myself, what is going on? This is not supposed to be happening. How come I feel so tired? What, what the heck is going on? Um, and then from there, it was all downhill. And I kept beating myself up about it. Like, why, why am I feeling like this? Why am I feeling like this? And lo and behold, we tested positive. So we ran with, I feel bad because I feel like a super spreader. You know, we're around Boston. and we, Me and my husband both were COVID positive, unknowingly at the time um so sorry people if anyone got COVID and you saw me my bad <laughs>
0: <laughs> and, and you know what's crazy I wanted to meet up with you so bad but I was I didn't even try to plan to like meet up with you yeah I figured like hey we're gonna run into each other we're probably gonna be at the tracks and the thing but yeah it was so wild in Boston so many people so being out so
1: many people Our
0: our past didn't align
1: Yeah, I did it, And it's crazy because usually we're there like three days before we make it a big vacation. This time I flew in Saturday. So it was, I was really there just for the marathon. I didn't see anybody that I thought I was going to see. Um, But you know what? In hindsight, that was probably the best thing that Destiny had because I probably would have given everybody COVID. So thank goodness (laughs) I didn't see any of my friends. And um, we stayed in the hotel most of the time because Will felt really bad. And I'm like, you know what? If you're sick and you get the, you have the cold. I don't want to give anybody else germs. So, uh, uh, sucky. But probably the best thing that could have happened was that, honestly, not not spreading it to all the friends. Yeah.
0: Oh man, was there was is there any point that that you thought like, oh, this is exactly where I got it, or, or something like that?
1: No, I think what might have happened is um my husband works at a gym um, he's one of uh he runs a gym out here in the valley and I think he might have gotten it from one of the clients because when we came back then we found out that two and three other people had caught it from the same class that they were in so then when we flew he came home had COVID again no idea gave it to me we fly to Boston and then his symptoms start you know developing and then my symptoms really start kicking in like that really during the race um so yeah I think we got it we got it here I that's what I think
0: oh dang man tough luck tough luck When, (laughs) when I got on the plane to go to Boston I swear I was next to everybody that was sick and the person that sits next to me is just like full waterfall down the nose and everything.
1: Oh, I'm like, no. Oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I really thought I was going to get it from the plane because there was people, not a lot of people were wearing masks anymore um, in the plane. And there was a lot of kids, like kids sneezing and, you know, people around us were coughing. And I just thought, dang it, may, I hope I don't get sick. Well, We tried our best. We didn't um, accomplish that, but, but it's all good. I think, again, it was such a good, I took it as a training run in retrospect now, you know, getting the miles in and, you know, not SoCal weather and feeling under the weather and still doing it. I mean, I can't be too upset about it. We just got to, you know, kind of trot on and continue on. And those are, you know, things that you push through and keep going, you know?
0: Yeah, so walk me through on the process of you just uh, just brushing it off, or if it was just a brush off, or you know, how, how did you cope with the with going to the most prestigious marathon and yeah. not having the result that you were hoping for?
1: So coincidentally, I ran uh, Meb's book. was uh, it, twenty seven marathons or something like that? Twenty six marathons. Yeah, twenty six marathons, and I it. I felt in my head like he, his book prepared me to be okay with, you know, he went through Back to back marathons, nothing going as planned, him working his butt off. And that's how kind of I thought during the marathon. I'm like, you know what? Nothing's going as planned. I read Meb's book. It just, again, destiny. I was meant to read this book because I wasn't so distraught. I just kind of refocused. And I'm like, you know what? Plan A is out of the, is out of the picture. And there's nothing I can do. It's out of my control at this point. I know what I've put in in terms of work. I haven't, you know cut any corners we I'm now work with Wilfredo with a nutritionist I have my coach I was doing all the strengthening so I felt really good going into the race and it just did not go the way I thought and I thought okay plan b is okay I, I'm not gonna pr I'm not gonna be q I'm just gonna try and, and finish under my uh, my mm, The last time I was at marathon, I actually ran with the, with this, with the pulled hamstring. So I ran like a 348 and I was like, I just have to run faster than 348. And I finished uh, faster than 348. And I was like, okay, I did my second, you know, plan B goal. I, I hit it and, you know. I think it's really hard for people like us who have goals and when you don't hit your goals, you kind of beat yourself up about it, right? You're like, what did I do wrong? You know, maybe I'm not supposed to do this. Maybe, you know, maybe I should move past this road racing thing and all these things went to my head. And I thought, you know, it's, It's unrealistic for me to think that I'm going to PR every single race for the rest of my life. And I think a lot of us do it because you want to challenge yourself and you want to push yourself. And for me, it was just another lesson of adversity. You know, when things don't go right, how are you going to handle it? And instead of me sulking and feeling bad about myself, you know, just kind of go like, okay, well, um, the training was great. Uh, I finished. Um, uh, dream marathon the fact that I'm here in Boston running m- one of my favorite marathons of all time I mean why why complain about it um, no one really cared about it I think the only person that really cared about times is obviously you know me and um, so I guess that's kind of what got me through is just the energy of Boston and knowing that this isn't the end and you just got to keep going and just because you've had a bad race doesn't really dictate how the rest of you know, your races are going to go and there's oh if you come out of something um, without learning something then I think it's a failure and I learned a lot. So that kind of kept me really positive. And, you know, you just, you just, you can't let, you can't, you can't sulk on things too long. It's just not good for you. So that's what I figured I needed to do is just accept it, move on next race. Let's go. And that's it.
0: Yeah. 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 Definitely more opportunities ahead, more races. Yeah. Um, and, and, and unfortunately that wasn't in your control. You know, the training was there, everything else was there. Right. And and it's, it takes so much mental resilience just to pick yourself up or even be to just reflect on, on, on how you race and, and the things that you do and see a positive out of it. And <laughs> I think um, that's something that as runners or some, maybe a novice runner would kind of like, just, you know, like, dang, like, maybe this isn't for me and then just right. uh, hang it up. It, it's interesting that everybody, well, I know a lot of uh, marathoners. We know a lot of marathoners. Mm-hmm. And most of our, our past kind of align. And, and we all go through the same thing. So you, you know what stages you, you, everybody's at. Right. And just um, to, to hear what you, you vocalizing your experience, I'm like, hey, I've, I've been through that. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've gone through that. Like, yeah. I always say, um, uh, oh, I'm, I got, uh, today's a good day to get my ass kicked. <laughs> um, especially if, if I'm searching for a PR I know it's not going to be easy I know it's going to hurt at a certain point but luckily I, I think we both have 10 years of experience in, in mm-hmm. r- marathon running correct mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think you have more in running in general but I think uh, you have uh, we both have 10 years in, in marathon experience so throughout that time time frame we've we've had all, we've had all those aches and pains and we, we know how to manage it or, or we have a threshold. And, and sometimes for that PR, we need to exceed that threshold and make that pain cave, uh deeper. Um, exactly.
1: And I, I think what has helped me a lot is <clears> this <throat> last six months, I've read a lot of books with all these, my favorite runners and hearing their stories. And I'm like, oh my gosh, they're going they're go through exactly the same stuff we do. The difference is, I think that it feels a fire even more for them, you know? And yep. <clears throat> I just finished reading Des Linden's book and that was like amazing where she's ran Boston a couple of times and it's taken her years. It took her years, years to, to finally win the race. And it was this whole just story of resiliency and all the struggles she went through and all the pain she's gone through and all the injuries she's gone through and the medical issues that she's gone through and you, you push through and Uh, The biggest thing that came out of it is like, you just can't quit. You know, if you really love the sport and you don't have to be an elite runner, you can be a novice runner, be given a beginner runner, you know, or runners like us who've experienced, it. just, you got to, you chip away at it and it doesn't come overnight. And it takes a lot of failures, um, to learn lessons and you'll win here and there. And maybe you'll go through a streak of winning. Like last year for me was like an epic year. I PR'd every single race last year and this year not so much and I'm like this is just a state it's just like growing pains I feel like I'm just pushing myself to new paces that I haven't ran before and my body's just you know getting used to how do I tackle racing which is completely different from training um and that whole mindset of yeah you have to be okay with this new level of discomfort new level of pain new level of mindset um and new level of competitiveness within yourself to kind of get at. so I'm just taking it as a stepping stone for me and um, hopefully this will kind of catapult me into you know a new genre of my new running career when I hit this PR that I've been like really working for and once I hit it I think I'll be okay It'll, everything will be fine yeah,
0: yeah. so so um, sometimes as runners I know I've gone through it uh, we're so intimidated by like oh I'm looking for this or this time mm-hmm. and usually folks, you know, just in, in chit-chatting before the race or building up to the race, you get asked that question. Yeah. Where are you at with uh, with uh, just bringing mm-hmm. that up? Are you, are you okay with mentioning? I know last time you were a little bit hesitant on saying it, you're in, and mm-hmm. I, I don't mm-hmm. know where you're at at the moment with that I think,
1: or, well... You know? I think it's because it's an intimidating feat in general. Like my goal, mm-hmm. my ultimate goal has always been, and I made this goal maybe two years ago. It's like, I'm, I want to run as close as I can to a three-hour marathon or so a sub-three-hour marathon. And right now, the way that I've been training, my coach is like, you should be running a 310. Like if you can get a 310, we can get you to a, to a three-hour marathon. Um, and I think before it's just, I've always been hesitant because there's always this sense of like, I don't know if I can do it. This doubt. Um, I don't know if I can do it. And is this something that that I'm going to attain? If I keep saying it and I keep failing, Like, how is it going to make me look? Um, I think right now I'm getting to the point where I'm like, if people care a lot about that and they hold me hostage to it, then they're really just, they're really not on my side in terms of you know, friendship or support, and those are just the people that I don't really need to pay attention to. So I think I'm more open if you were to ask me that's that. Yeah, that is my goal is to get close to that. Um, And if I've have held back, it's either because I'm like, you know what, I want what's important to me and kind of block out the noise. Um, But it's taught me too, also because I've heard it from other people in the community when you know, people finish races, they get a lot of times people are like, what did you run? How did, how did it go? What was your time? And people get really em- either, not embarrassed, but they don't want to be asked that question. But I think it's because it takes away from the passion of and the love for this sport. And it focuses too much on performance metrics, um, which I understand too. So there's like these two rounds out as someone who's supportive of the running community, but also someone who is competitive with herself, right? Um, yeah, so I I guess I'm in this in between, like, I'm starting to feel more confident with myself and I know that I have to verbalize it for it to become a real thing, which can be scary. But at this point, it's like, what do I have to lose? It's not going to change my life in any way, shape or form what other people think. Um, and I just have to strive and work hard towards my, my personal goals and, at this point, it's if it's going to motivate someone to say like, "Damn, she's going for that goal. and She's working so hard. That's so cool." And if that motivates people, then then it's a win, you know. So yeah, I guess yeah, absolutely. That's what it is. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that's something that that I that I've wrestled with, and I've seen a lot of people wrestle with, and and it's such a funky thing because like, of course, if you have a successful race, that question is is like, yeah. You know, how how was your time or what you do right. and then you're, you're you're so thrilled, but if you got beat up and you went through the ringer in mm-hmm. the race, you're like, dude, I don't even want to talk about it.
1: Exactly. And- <laughs> like, don't ask me,
0: please. Yeah,
1: I gotta write this IG post before people ask me any questions. That's how I, you know. I that's how it was for me in Boston. And um, but you know, I I'm so grateful for other runners sharing their story because I think all of us have way more things in common than we expect. Even the fast people, you know, the faster people that we look up to. Um, and the, again, the beginners or the novice runners, I um, I think it's it's okay to, to be afraid. Um, I think that's what challenges people and inspires people to, to work harder, you know? That saying, it, 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 the perfect saying is nobody cares, work harder. At the end of the day, Miguel, if you told me your time, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna hold you hostage trips because that it, it's not. I don't. I wouldn't remember. I wouldn't remember in a week. Like, oh yeah, I don't remember what he told me. Like, you know what I'm saying? I think yeah. everyone thinks that everyone's, you know, scrutinizing them. Um, but I think everyone's happy for everybody, and we just ask because we're there's some curiosity there. But at the end of the day, I don't think anyone really cares what someone else is running.
0: Yeah, I don't. I don't think anybody does care, and and it's crazy because. Think back to when you do your first marathon, the mm-hmm. object, the the point of it is just to finish, right? right. There's really no time up there. Um, there's, of course, dreams of like, oh, especially now that there's this, there's prestige of running under three hours or yeah. Q prestige. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that, that's the overall goal. But when you're ripping your first one, really, you're just you're trying to get to the finish line, right? Yep. Trying to survive. And, and then you start chipping away from the time and uh and that's that's something that has helped me in the past when i don't hit that time of like hey not that long ago you were you're ripping a a 327 which is saying that is actually pretty fast
1: (laughs) (laughs) to where you are now though you're like in the 240s right yeah yeah in the
0: 246 right around that range
1: yeah um
0: and and it's crazy because this this last marathon that i had I was so intimidated in in letting folks know that I'm looking for a sub 245. But I'm like, you know what? I'm a double down and I'm just going to give it a good range, like 240, 245. And, and I'll just throw it out there. And I did like a little story or something. I think I even made it in a post. And I was like, crap, what did I do? I just threw that out there. <laughs> like in my head, I'm like, people are going to be laughing at me. But at the end of the day, I was like, who cares? Who like, cares? That's, yeah. that's my goal. Whether yeah. I hit it at, at the race, I'm eventually going to hit it. Like, that's how uh, determined I am. And I was like, and it, it was such a release for me because I was scared to just yeah. vocalize it or to throw it out there. But once I did it, I was like, eh, that wasn't like, what was the big deal about doing that?
1: Yeah. And, and I think uh, the cool thing for both of us and anyone here in our community, running community, I think we have such a supportive group of People and friends that no matter what times we hit, I don't, again, I think everyone's so celebrated. I don't think there's people, you know, having conversations with friends going like, oh, she didn't hit her time. I, I don't think that really happens. And, and if it does, I, I just say, like, you know, it probably speaks more volumes to other people versus you, you know? Um, and that's kind of helped me too. Like, if people are going to, if I don't, again, I don't think there's people criticizing anybody, but if people were, I'd be like, well, I mean, what, why do I care if they're criticizing me? It doesn't say anything about me. I'm the one that's going out there working hard, busting my butt off. And if I don't hit it, that's my problem. It's not anybody else's problem. So, yeah. We support yeah. you, Miguel. Everyone loves you. You do Everybody. so good. You've been rocking it. You've been killing it, man. We all watch your stories. I mean, you're like such a, I know you, you're very uh, humble, but I mean, you are a pretty big ambassador, not to yourself, but to the running community out here in L.A. Um, so anything you do, we're like clap, clap it up, clap it up. You're doing great. He's killing it. So you're doing awesome.
0: Uh, thank you. you. You do the same. And um, just to, to show a little bit of appreciation from you. Um, you support the community so much and you support it from so many angles. Uh, it, it's, it's so, so amazing. And it's why it's an honor to have you on this, on the first podcast. <laughs> you're so nice. And um, yes, big shout out to you and and Thanks. you keep on searching for more and your plate is super full. I mean, you're a doctor of physical therapy, you're a brand new coach yeah. and, and you have I- your, your training plans on top of it
1: and yeah. you're starting
0: your own run club that include yeah. well you're hoping to get a track so you can start track workouts long that's runs, right and I'm sure your tempo H- how do you how do you manage all that stuff I already know where where uh, you get you water your plant on that which is your partner will yeah. right yeah um, I think that's one of the biggest contributors to to you being able to juggle all this stuff oh
1: 100 percent I don't think that I would be able to do anything that I'm doing without the support from Will and my husband um, because it, it comes down to if you had a partner who questioned, you know, everything you did, like why are you running so much? Why are you training? What are you training for? If you had people questioning you, it, I mean, it would be really stressful to even think about adding more things to your plate. And I've, for me, I've been really lucky that I'm kind of doing everything I've always wanted to do. So it's really hard for me to be, I'm <clears throat> happy with my life, right? Um, I went into a career I've always wanted, you know, as an adult, I'm training for, for, you know, races and times that I don't think I really dreamt about when I was like in high school or college. And I'm like, here I am, I'm going to be 34 and I, I get to go and train every day. Um, and now I get to give back in a small way to the community who's really kind of giving me everything in my life in the Valley and it feels good. It's, it does, it's not a lot, but it is time consuming. And I think for me, it's just, it's helped me really prioritize things that are important for me, like, okay, my training is important for me, my work is important for me. Yes, my run club is important to me. So is time with my husband. So I think I just take advantage of things. And I don't really waste time on petty things. Like, if it's something negative, if it's something that's not gonna, you know, make me a better person, um, it's gonna waste my time, it has no value to the three areas of my life, that kind of take most of my time, then I really don't want anything to do with it. Um, and that's kind of what's helped me, you know, out. I, I, I don't have, and I, I've complained about my, this to my husband, like, you know, I don't have a lot of friends. And he's like, how can you have friends? You don't have time to do it. <laughs> you don't have time to do anything like where are you gonna go hang out with your friends at 10 p.m and I'm like yeah it's true um so I've been really lucky that you know I have a very very small tight group of of friends that I can reach out to and they've all been so supportive it's not like a needy relationship where you know none of my friends ask me the same questions that you would dread like why are you running when what are you gonna do it's like hey when's your next race hey, when you have time, let's meet up and do a coffee date for an hour. You know, I'm not going to take five hours of your time. Or let's FaceTime for 30 minutes. Um, and that's how I've kind of kept a really well-balanced uh, life at the moment. And I really couldn't ask for anything better right now. So things are good. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Having, having a very supportive partner goes a long way. I know when, when I have a long day at work or sometimes I wake up and I'm like, Danny, I'm not going to go run. She's like, dude, what are you saying? Go, go right now. Either you're gonna do it right now or after work. And yeah.
1: <laughs> so she's always and, like
0: pushing me out the door, like when I needed the most.
1: Yeah, like what would we do without them? They really don't get much of a shout out, but everyone's spouses out there. I, I think I've said it a few times. Everyone's spouses out there, who um, who support us and our running endeavors deserve such a big, you know, shout out and appreciation because it takes a lot. Um, And it takes a lot of maturity for your partner to be like, this is important for them. And I'm not going to get in the way of it. If anything, I'm going to encourage you. That means less time with me. But if it makes you happy, great. And the only thing I can do is, you know, support Will back the same way that he supported me. So right now he's training for an Ironman. And same thing. He's like, I'm tired. And I'm like, babe, you just got to go out and do it. Do you need anything? Do you want me to pick up food? The least I could do is pick up food for us when it's like 9 p.m. We're both out there like, training different things. Um, and, uh, now I get to see like, wow, he's like really not home. Like, you know, his Sunday workouts are four or five hours long now. And I, I'm just like, okay, I'm just going to do my workout and make him breakfast. That's the least I can do the same way that he's done for me. And, um, so shout out to all the husbands and wives, boyfriend and girlfriends. You guys are awesome. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Super awesome. Uh, that, that was one of the, the major, uh, Keys to victory for me uh, this uh, this year, and mm-hmm. actually during the past couple of years, um, Danny's been uh, doing all my cook, all, cooking all my meals, and just setting me up, making sure I have my veggies, my carbs, my protein, Dang. all that set up. And I'm so spoiled, man. Breakfast, Dang.
1: shout out to Danny. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Breakfast, lunch, and dinner all around.
1: Wow, amazing! And, um, That's amazing.
0: And, and even like sorting, sorting out all the mental stuff that goes into racing and all that. Um, like I always tell her, like my goals and all that stuff, and she's like, "All right, cool, we're gonna get that." Or, like we're gonna PR today. I'm like, oh, "I don't know, man. Like I just gotta work. Like I need to go uh, drive out to Ventura, wake up early in the morning." She's like, "Yeah, there's that doesn't matter. You're running every day. You're gonna get this out." So she always cool. finds a way to like to like get my head straight. Like I'm like, "All right, cool." We're, we're gonna do this it's like she's like what a my great help. wife
1: what a great <laughs> wife there you go
0: Clap i got lucky with her yeah. that's
1: amazing that's great yeah same thing and i think with will he's he's been more He doesn't he knows that if he pushes me too much that i don't do well with that either so i think there's like a, a a knowing understanding like i will be here to support you if you need my help let me know um but he never gets in the medals with like Again, like, why are you training? Just be careful. Take your pepper spray. Let me know when you're done. Um, And also, he's just, like, not interested in running whatsoever. So if I tell him a goal, he's like, cool, babe. That's great. You need it. (laughs) (laughs) So that's kind of been nice, too, where I can't imagine being – with someone who was super crazy about running like me, oh my gosh, the tension. And just like the the house would be filled with just way too much. You know, you need something to balance you out and kind of bring you down to earth and be like, it's running, you should enjoy it. Have fun. And if, you know, you having fun and enjoying it means PRing, I hope you PR today. But, you know, so it's it's been, he's awesome.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. Um, so when you get your little packages from all the gear you ordered and all that stuff, how, how, how does that go in your household? Uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. So shout out to Tracksmith, Tracksmith. I'm sure uh, you have no idea how many, you know, conversations you have saved me and my husband about like, what are you getting this time? Um, but he's, he's pretty good about it. I, and also I'm, I'm very conscious of, I usually only get stuff if I know I really need it, but <laughs> If you were to look at my laptop, up like I'm on, you know, websites every day, looking like, ooh, I should get this, I should get this, ooh, should I get this, and then right when I hit the cart, I'm like, do I really need it? Okay, I'll wait. So I'm, I'm ca- very careful about it. But I've never, I think he's never told me you can't buy that. I've never heard that from him. Um, I think he'll just question like, oh, you just got a pair of shoes like two weeks ago. What are these for? And if I say, well, those are my trail shoes and these are my road shoes. He's like, okay, got it. Um, But I think it's also his subliminal way of saying like, damn girl, what are you doing buying all these shoes? What's going on? So
0: uh, He's he's buttering you up when he orders that $40,000 bike.
1: (laughs) Oh my gosh. Exactly. Exactly. So now we're even because, you know, he's had to buy all this gear for his try and, Um, so we, I don't tell him anything. I just say, as long as our finances are good and we're not abusing it and we're not stepping over, you know, this line that we shouldn't be crossing over, I think we're good. But, you know, for me and for him, I'm not a materialistic person. So I'm not into like, expensive shoes or purses or, you know, buying makeup or getting my nails done or all that stuff. Um, So I have a little bit more wiggle room to invest into the things that I need for running, you know? Um, So running is just like my thing, not all this other stuff. So that helps too, you know?
0: Yeah. And I think what justifies it is that we actually use all that gear and actually need it. Yeah. Yeah. Especially you got to look fly when... when
1: you run into them. You got to look <laughs> fly. You can't even look at I used to run like mismatch and, you know, I would never care. Oh, and I still don't care. But, you know, there's a kind of little swagger. If you wear, you know, matching tracks mix outfit and there's just nothing past that. People look at you like, who's that? And I'm like, no, I'm not an elite runner, even though I look like one right now. But, you know, you... we well, you know, you look flyless. And it's not, it's not a bad thing to look you're a little cute when you're out there. So it adds to the have... workout.
0: Have you looked back to any of your, your older photos of when you started running? I know I have, I get the, like, uh, take a look back nine years, 10 years ago. And oh, I'm yeah. like, oh, my God. Why did I have those long shorts or, like, <laughs> like baggy shirts yeah. and, like the, clun- like, the clunkiest shoes ever? I'm like, oh, my God. What was I thinking? I think um, it's
1: crazy <laughs> back in the day. Like, I, I know I'm spoiled now. Back in the day, I would wear, like, one pair of shoes, the same pair of running shoes the whole year. This, yeah. the whole year. And now I'm like, man, I'm like cycling through four pairs of shoes. It's crazy. Or, you know, I would wear like, I don't know, some non-brand shorts or sports bra and, like a cot like cotton shirts that were past my elbow you know i'm just like oh my god what that's hardcore though i you know that's kind of that is kind of hardcore when you can you can do that and you're still like putting in work tell me i think we've moved up a little bit in life in the running world so um yeah. it's humbling it's nice it's nice to look back and be like wow it's really evolved like we really we really are doing something with this and uh look at us now this is pretty cool yeah
0: yeah. You got to start off where you start off, right? Exactly. Um, you can't go out there and and just be like, hey, I'm going to start this, and now I'm going to ball out and start off with all the top gear. kind of have to ease into it and figure out what works for you. Exactly. So you, uh, with running, like, for everybody, the same shoe is not going to work out for you, whether mm-hmm. you're pro whether you need more support or less cushioning. Like, yep. it's going to be different. I remember when I started running, um, I would go to, like, TJ Maxx and, like, Ross and just get, like, running shirts there until I started signing up for races. And then I'm like, dude, I got too many shirts now.
1: Oh, man. Did did, did you have the information, though?
0: Yeah, I think it's saved. Um, okay. I don't know if it had, like, a timer and then it records for just a little bit and then it drops off. Okay, okay. But hopefully I'll be able to piece up. Uh, pieces <laughs> together and we can conclude
1: it <laughs> oh my god I freaked out I was like oh no oh my god okay we'll continue on we'll continue on
0: yeah so I was saying yeah you, you have to start off where you start off and then I guess uh run now look cute later right
1: yeah <laughs> yeah and uh, I think it's pretty cool when you look back it's always good to look back and see where you how you've improved because I think now I'm like, oh man, I'm not doing this. But kind of what you what you kind of mentioned earlier before is, I remember I ran my first marathon, my very fr- I was 12, and I ran my first marathon. It was like seven hours. That's crazy. And um, now you're like, wow, I'm really trying to push this sub three. You think, yeah, I would again. I would never ever think that little that little middle school girl would ever say like, oh yeah, I'm gonna try to run a three hour marathon. There's just no way. So. It's good to always look back and reflect and humble yourself, but also find it as a source of inspiration um, to, you know, do whatever it is that your heart desires, for whatever sport.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. You always have to. I, I guess that comes with just being a well-rounded person, right? Learning yeah. how to how to analyze and, and and look at things and how to manage your emotions and all that stuff. All of it. And, and how to control your ego. I think that has to do a lot with it as well.
1: I think that's a big one. And I think for me, I don't think, um, I don't think I'm a, a conceited person, but I think inside you have to check yourself every now and then and be like, you think you're bad? Girl, there's some girls out there who would whoop you in five seconds. Um, <laughs> and I think for me, it was like when I first started trail running and ultra marathon running, I was, uh, I was like, oh, this is going to be so cool. It's going to be fun. Yeah, I get passed by 60-year-olds, 70-year-olds, not to be an ageist or anything like that. But there's just some expectation when you're like, I'm in my 30s. I'm in my prime. I feel like I'm running good on the road. And then you go out there and you're like, you get smoked. you're just like, whoa, I need to reflect on this and take a little humble pill and remind myself that there's people out there who are better than you. And it's, it's, you know, just, okay, you gotta, you gotta reflect on this and be like, where am I at? This is not a bad thing. That just means, again, you gotta work a little harder.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's uh, when I started doing trails, that's, that's what brought, brought me back down. And then this, this is what was when I was a, a 315 marathoner. I thought I was the the poop and, <laughs> and I thought that, well, it is fast, right? But yeah. I thought that was like, like super duper fast because, um, at LA road runners, I was like the fastest group that was available at that time. Mm-hmm. And so when I would meet people, I'm like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a 315 marathoner, not knowing that like, dude, there's more people that are faster than you. Like do you yeah. not know what the world record is like what are you doing and so then I started getting into the trails and then really leaning into the sport and then I'm like oh <laughs> mm-hmm. I need to chill on 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 this air that I have underneath me <laughs>
1: exactly so it's good it's good to be humble every now and then and um to me I find it so inspiring before I'd be like damn it I'm not as fast as her Um, And now I think that is so cool that she's that fast. I am going to ask her questions and see what she's doing differently. Um, And I think that's what's changed as an adult now is I don't, I'm not competitive like I used to be when I was in college and high school where it was like revengeful. Like, oh, she passed me. I'm going to beat her next time. That's not me. Um, and I, I'm, I'm I'm okay with that at this point in life because I feel like there's just so much to learn from other people and you just you just don't know what other people have gone through and you just don't know their stories Um, you have no idea what their backgrounds are like you have no idea if they're waking up at 4 in the morning you know to go work out like some women I see they wake up at 4 in the morning and they're logging in miles and they're like my goal is to run a 245 marathon and you're just like that is next level impressive I can't even be mad at that I'm not even jealous at that I, I I admire that. And um, I think that's the beauty of um, social media is I've got to meet a lot of people, you know, kind of like, I'm going to throw Joe Rogan in here, but he said something about like, you got to train with like killers for you to be better. Like you can't train with someone who's, who's, not as, you know, fast as you're strong as you You want to be you want to you want to aspire and work with and learn from people who are two times three times better than you, so you can be better. And, um, and I've really kind of leaned into that, you know, I, I love supporting the community. And there's something beautiful about that. And I will always be supportive of everybody everybody but for myself and for my goals and what I want you have to look up to people who are way better than you for you to to kind of pull you up there like motivate you and inspire you and you know help you figure things out um and so far the women that I've reached out to they've been so helpful um and so motivating and they're like girl you could totally do this you just got to do a b and c and I commend that a lot and I, and I they've taught me a lot so it's been really really cool
0: yeah iron sharpens iron and mm-hmm. um And I think there's always something to learn whether uh, you're a fast runner or, you know, a not so fast runner. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't want to say slow because there's there's no slow in this.
1: No, Um. (laughs) I don't think so. And I think that's the one thing I wish people would change their perspective on. But I understand because that was me. Um, I think even now, like I get people DMing our, you know, Temporal Training Run Club and like, is this only for fast people? And I and I almost like makes me sad, like, oh, I hope that's not the perception people are getting. Like, there's no such thing as slow or fast. Um, I do understand that, you know, people are intimidated by people who run a little bit faster. But I to them, I usually want to say, like, you should use that as a source of, you know, like, like, help. Like, it's not a bad thing for people to be uh, faster than you. And it's not a bad thing that you're maybe not as, you know, you're not running these people's paces, like everybody helps everybody else. Um, And yeah, so I hope that people aren't intimidated and show up for themselves and continue to do so and not be not feel like they don't belong somewhere. Because because of their time or something like that.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. Everybody belongs, especially absolutely. within the running space. Um, I always draw so much uh, inspiration from everybody. Right now, mm-hmm. I draw so much inspiration from from um, the women's side of, of marathon running because they're crushing it right now. It's so it. impressive. Like That's they inspire so cool. me more than what Kipchoge has been doing, and he holds the That's world your boy record. Right and there. Just. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, um like i i geek out with all that stuff like with kira diamato emma bates emily sisson like and what's cool about them and well i think what make what humanizes them more is how transparent they are in their social media on Mm -hmm. how present they are and how yeah most of their stuff is is available to everybody and once you see it you're like what like that's that's what I do exactly <laughs> like that's the training exactly. that I do like you guys yes. do the same thing of course different paces and all that stuff it like yeah. it's pretty much the same and yet they're like uh they're over there I know Emma Bates because uh, I follow her uh dub CW by the way <laughs> we love um, Emma Bates I love
1: Emma Bates she's just amazing
0: yeah she's amazing. out there running with, with our boys in Colorado at hey, yep. soft hour and all that stuff uh-huh. and I'm like oh that's so cool like
1: so somebody
0: that 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 uh, that I think is a badass is and it's uh, on top of their game running with with uh, all of our friends and I'm like what? Yeah. That's,
1: that's so amazing. cool it's amazing it's also such a cool thing like we have uh, there's a local runner out here. Um, Kaitlyn, and she's she's trying to uh, run a 245 and she one of the fast girls you see in the valley and you're like yes let's go Caitlin, let's go um but there's just like a lot of women out here I think there's just so much untapped potential out there and people just don't know it um and I think the only difference is there's some people who are super committed to pushing the envelope um and really sacrificing a lot of things to make it happen and there's some people who are not but it really comes down to is like, what is it that you're looking for? What is it? What's your goal? You know, um, some people's goals are not run, to run fast. And that's totally fine, too. Whatever makes you yeah. happy.
0: Yeah, I've seen yeah. so many people just have the or throw out the goal of like, I just want to have fun. Um, I have a friend that ran Boston, and I'll like, say, Hey, what's your goal? And then he's like, I just want to thank as many people as possible on the route. And that's so he did cool. that. And guess what he, he ended up running a very impressive time and i was like what the heck like that's crazy he's like yeah i surprised myself too and i'm like how many people do you think?" and he was like everybody i was <laughs> he was just wilding out he was saying thank you having to, fun yeah he's yeah. having fun and and that's i think if you're having fun that's when you get the most out of yourself
1: yeah i could see that totally yeah i wish i had more fun next time <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh... Well, maybe that's a gear that you could integrate to, to everything, right? I, I know Kipchoge, when he's in the pain cave, he's like, I'm just going to smile. And, and when he's smiling, he's really digging into it. And it's it's a cool thing to do to just like shift gears and, and to focus on something else or yeah. maybe lean into the pain and, and just like laugh at it.
1: Yeah, we are a little masochist. We really think about it. I <laughs> believe we put ourselves through this. Like today... I thought today I was like, my workout was, was a little tough. I had mile repeats and 800 mile repeats, and um, it was hurting, and I was like, yeah, I did it, and I'm like, I can't believe I'm so happy that I was so uncomfortable for like 10 miles. This is crazy, but yeah, that's what we do. This is what we do. I always say, "Where there's an apocalypse, I'm going to be fine. I'll be able to run from like one place to another place, so it's good. Yeah, training <laughs> for the future.
0: <laughs> yeah. Awesome. <laughs>
1: Oh my God. Well, so what are your goals? What What are you at now? I mean, you just ran Boston. You're, you're still running every day. Um, what are, what are you looking into? What does the next few months look like for you?
0: Uh, I'm just going to take it easy. Just, uh, just keep the legs fresh. Get uh, Keep them on cue for ready to rip for if anything pops up. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still dabbling in considering CIM. Not quite sure. But yeah. if, uh, if the opportunity presents itself and i sign up for cim mm-hmm. then we're going to hunt down the the sub 245 and then dig as deep as possible and get to 240 um overall goal um uh, i want to go below 240 but i think long terms uh inspired by ken right out mm-hmm. i want to do like a 230 um and i'm giving myself at least 10 years to to go ahead and do that just to build up the strength and yeah and the endurance and um i I think my, my game plan is to get under 240 by myself on coach and then seek somebody that that um, that I could really vibe with and, and and be on the same page with to go ahead and coach me and see how far I could – or how close I could Dude, get to, to that. that's
1: amazing. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> and I dumb. can't believe I
0: just said that right now. Um, but, that's yeah, awesome. I'm,
1: I think you had it in you. I think it, it just – that's another thing that people kind of don't understand, like how long it takes for you to get to things like that. Um, You know, there's people like all these elite runners who are hitting these crazy times. I'm like, they've been running at a high level since they were in high school. You're talking years for them to develop themselves as elite athletes, even more so. Uh, So for all anyone out there who's listening, who's just like, you know, how do I get faster? You just got to keep, keep working show up and chip away at it slowly if your times get even if it's a few seconds faster you're on the right track um so yeah it's a lot of it's it's keep 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 going keep
0: going yeah yeah so i think uh this is a good spot to conclude this you've given me a lot of your time and i appreciate you for that thank you so much um, thank you for encouraging me to do this. Uh, you're um, one can of I, the yes, biggest I, advocates.
1: <laughs> I want to say one thing. I'm so happy you're doing this. I think you have a lot of, you know, so many amazing people. And I've always been like, we need someone to go out there and talk to everybody so we can hear their stories. I would love to hear everyone's story. So I'm so glad you're doing this. You're like the perfect person to do this. Um, and I can't wait to see who you get, who you end up talking to. And, Um, see how this whole podcast you know evolves and develops and um, try to get some sponsorship on this thing you know
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah hopefully but if we don't like we'll keep on tracking and keep moving forward that's right Um, that's right (laughs) the the purpose is just to get as many people on here just to document their story or you know just I think about it more like a journal yeah. Um, just just for everybody you know i'm not seeking anybody that that's a pro or an elite or a high status runner or whatever uh i, I want to make this uh, uh something that's available for everybody
1: well you're doing just
0: like our community
1: awesome. <laughs> yeah exactly i think you're gonna do so great and uh cheers to you and this podcast and i can't wait to see who's on here next
0: all right first one out cool thank you just take nope. care bye bye